I think the camera was off. Did I press number five? Did I press number five? If I press it again, I think I disconnected. Can somebody call in and see if it's on? Uh, just to, uh... So uh, we had a discussion. I think the cameras were off. Um, trying to figure out why Ramesha never heard of the word drazel. And I came up with a new schooler that uh, Ramesha saw thousands and thousands of gitten and chuvas on gitten and, and agunas and everything, and none of them were drazel, or else he would have heard of it. So I guess if you name your daughter drazel, it'll be possibly a schooler for keeping away from these things, which uh, I can't vouch for, but Mitz Hashem. Ever since then, every single uh, drazel has been popping up. We just got one in now, Mazelbushma Mazeltov, Schreiber Mazeltov, Shraga and Drazy. That's short for Drazel Schreiber, invite everybody to the Vart. So um, I don't know who they are, but we wish them a Mazel Tov. And, uh, and they're going to have Arichas Yamim and Shalom Bayez, that we know for sure. So uh, just interesting. And of course, um, one of our listeners, one of our Mespalim, who is, uh, who is a, uh, a listener for many years already, uh, answered my question about whether Dementschacht uh, and Gadlacht is Yiddish or German. And of course, it's both. It's a mixture. <laughs> And he traced it, um, and I didn't know who he was quoting. He had something at the bottom, and then I realized he said Google Translate. And he was, <laughs> so I couldn't figure out who this, which Achron this was here. Uh, but Lahavdal uh, Alfavdals. But he said that the uh, the Dur is usually German. It wouldn't have started with Dur. That's usually German. The rest of it, uh, he said, was probably Yiddish. So that's what I. My grandmother grew up in Austria. She grew up in the house. They were speaking German and, and Yiddish at the same time, which just begs the question. Somebody asked me at the Shia last night, how can you have a language that keeps evolving? Every language evolves. Yiddish was always evolving. They took, again, what Moshe says, the main part was German. And then they went to Russia and here, and Latvia, and they picked up words here and there, threw in some Aramaic and some, and some, and some Russian and Kaddish, and it's constantly evolving in America. There are all sorts of new English words that have been added to Yiddish, and there's nothing wrong with that. The Shaila will throw out once around languages, which we didn't really get into yet, but it's still on Seamus, but again, they're, they're, they're very intertwined. Can Russian and Kaddish evolve? The gut reaction is no. There are, there are halachas about Diktuk and Sharashim, and the Klolim, and many Klolim, we don't read the Diktik Rashis anymore, which is Arachisaran. Often we don't read them. And, um, you know, you tell a kid today, you know, read the next Rashis. No, 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 that's a Diktik Rashis. Like, it's like a Chagvalayavar. It's a pity because we don't know. Is it on? Oh, okay. So, um, it is working. Okay. So, the, the fact that you have a language that all languages come from the Baruch Hu, and Migdal Bavol Hashem made 70 languages. But Lashon Kaidish, the building blocks of the Bria, Kaddish created the world with it, and every word has Kedusha. And that's why, one of the reasons Lashon Kaidish, there are no bad words in it, there are no curse words in it. That gives it the Kedusha. So, what will be, what's going on now in Eretz Yisrael, I'm curious, hopefully we'll find out soon, what will be Bimea Gula? What would they do with these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of words that have become part of? Modern Hebrew, I'm not talking about the words that uh, Ben Yehuda got wrong. Uh, some of them are just plain Amaratzis. I, I think I threw out an example on a recent year. I wasn't here. Uh, how do you say uh, jam in, in, in modern Hebrew? So it's ribah. What in the world does ribah have to do with jam? It has nothing to do with jam. He was misreading. Uh, he was uh, not from Islamaskil. He knew, uh, I probably learned once in yeshivas, I guess. Uh, he was reading a bracer. That's where he got a lot of his words from. He was reading a, a bracer at the Sefta. And they were learning out a din by Meister Shani. What's eligible for Meister Shani? 
So there are certain things that are not, the water and salt. And they had like a ribuy, and they said, Menayan this, it was a condiment of sorts, it wasn't the etzim of food, and something you dip in. said, Tamalimar, whatever it was, riba. So he thought riba was the condiment. Believe it or not. That's what they were, and there were a lot of mistakes like that. So some of these are just misapplications, uh, but there are a lot of English words there today, and they're used more. So I'm wondering, lots of lovely, it would make more sense to me to take all these words and find a shirish that would fit, and you can. I'll give you an example. This is a, it's a very strange story. Whenever I think of it, this is, I was living in Israel after I got married, and uh, shortly before the time the Rebbitson was due, I borrowed my father's car, which the cars in Israel, if you can call it that, it, it ran, basically. It was a, I don't know what, what make it was. I don't think they make it anymore. I think they discontinued it. But it was uh, whatever he had, and it worked for him, and I borrowed it. He lived in Kolta. I was living in Arnof. So I bought it a week before, and uh, the Safer Terry C. Alendis had just came out. And uh, it was a great Safer. It had like 300 pages of every halacha which you could possibly have in a Leda, and like many program just on a Shabbos Leda. I used every single page, turns out, because the week before she was due, Hatzal of Harnoff announced they're not picking up any more for babies for births, because they had like 20 a night. Can I know her? And that's all members all from. They want time with the family. They said, unless it's a medical emergency, don't call us. Well, don't call us. That's why I bought the car, because... You can't call an Arab taxi. I mean, that could be dangerous. So I have to drive myself, which in America, it's a double pusher, but some people still ask, so I'm just repeating. You do not drive yourself in America if you can get a guy. If it's a medical emergency, you call Atzala. If you're quicker than Atzala, it's right here, so then drive yourself. But that's not, when you set up to prepare for having a baby, you don't prepare to drive yourself. And you don't prepare to call Atzala either, because why should he drive? Call a guy. First, a few usually go slower, and the Mitzvah Shem, you'll have plenty of time. So I, I got the car, and um, the rest of the story, I said in the Shevim Shir once, how uh, I was trying to get the Moscato Dach in Katamon, and we almost got, the roads were 8 o'clock in the morning when everybody's walking to the shore. That's when we pulled out. Some of these Israeli kids were quite shocked. I, was, I actually had my talis on, ready to go. And it was an experience, but not for now. What? And so nobody threw everybody, I was a neighbor, so everybody, and uh, whatever, we got, and the streets going by, cruised by the Knesset, I was able to, don't do this in New York if you're ever driving, but you can actually not stop, just wave the light and cruise, there's nobody on the road. It was 8 o'clock in the morning, and Shabbat morning, Yishalayim, it was a, was a machayat. Until I got there, and I couldn't find the exact block, and I had done a test run already, and uh, somehow they moved the hospital in between then and now, and... Uh, and I realized after a minute we had no heta because uh, the baby wasn't coming anytime soon. So we got out and we walked and I couldn't turn off the engine. And then when I got back, there was, the engine was off and there was a sign in there. The police department has my keys. So I went there. Did I get a mishaberach? First they gave me a mazel tov, only in Eretz Because I told this is already after. Uh, and then they said, well, you leave your car. And they called the chavitz chashud. You can't do that. I said, Shabbos, I can't do it with my car. Somebody called. So uh, Shaila, can you... Uh, everything's a chavitz chashud. It wasn't a real estate. They came and they... So it was a car near the hospital, and they turned it off. Anyway, that car shortly afterwards ran into a uh, little fender bender, uh, and I had to bring it to a Musach. Musach is a, uh, is a car repair shop, right? It's not high enough. So I remember I was referred to the guy. His uh, name was Mr. Kadosh. I showed up to Musach. Musach in Israel is Ezer Tassiyah. They have like 25 of them. But I was referred to this guy. So I kept looking around. I couldn't find him. Yasha, Yasha, Risham Tishal. I finally met a guy. I said, Ata Kadosh? He said, Shami Kadosh. By the way, that was my introduction to him. So um, he's trying to explain to me after a few days I came back wh- where the problem is. You have to climb the lift. So he said, Zez, a bayam, a Didn't know what in the world he was talking about. What's a bakaxel? 
<laughs> so uh, I asked him three times. That Hebrew is not bad. So I said, "By yeah, I got the things." He said, so "I said, can you point it out to me?" So he points out, and he's looking at that. And I started thinking. I said, "I said that's the back axle." It was a Hebrew word already, back axle. So I said, "What do you call that?" The front. He said, "That's the front back axle." <laughs> <laughs> so, so I so it became a shame at them. I, I looked at, I stared at him. I said, "I was going to start explaining it." <laughs> The front back axle. So, so is that going to stick? They, they made names. So you could take a sherish and take the sherish and find something for back and front and axle. You'll, but they don't bother doing that. Sometimes they do it. Often these words stick. So you're going to have millions of people speaking these words. Is that, can that become Lashon HaKadosh? So by Yiddish, of course it can, because all the other languages do evolve. Can you have an evolve, evolving language in Lashon HaKadosh? I once saw somebody by the Shtikotayri, he claims, yes, I thought it was a Chiddush, and we'll find out. <laughs> but if that's the case, I'm going to have to redo all those English words and find some sort of Shairish and try to have it uh, adapted, which is going to be interesting. Uh, they don't even use banana. They don't, banana's not mentioned as a tropical thing. It's not mentioned. They didn't have a word for it. Telephone, a, a fax machine. And um, front back axle, the zikha going to change. Uh, I just have to figure out to what. Yes? Yes, so we're going to get to that. So we're going to get to the, where Aramis plays a role. And we already said yesterday that Aramis, the Gemara says, Aramis shouldn't be something that's a zilzal in your eyes because it's mentioned in Tanakh. And they go through Pesukim and Tyre and Avim and Zuvim and Gemara. It definitely has Kedusha, Shai's Hamach. Yiddish also has, somebody asked me again, why does Yiddish have Kedusha? Why are we assuming that's a Maila? Something used, learned, and Davin did, and Senna, Rena, and all the Tfilus for a thousand years has Kedusha, but the mere fact that it's been used uh, for a uh, as a vehicle for tefillah and learning, that doesn't English put it will. in the same right. English will we're working on it, but th- that's the defense. That's not why the emphasis will be when we get into lashon, which is right after this, where the emphasis is going to be not to speak to Svasa Medina. It's because if Yiddish already became Yiddish as in Jewish, and it's distinct, even if it started off right German. That's going to be another hedge against assimilation. And there's a lot to be said for that. Ramesh is trying to make the point over here. That might be Gavaldic, but that doesn't make it a chiv, which is where we're going to continue right now. Ramesh is going to prove that. There's Mishnaic Hebrew and uh, what we call Biblical Hebrew. Yes, different. And there's some Latin words borrowed over there. The question is, I'm just wondering, does that... Can you, can, you, can you adapt the word and make a Lashon HaKadosh? It doesn't fit into the Shorashim of the rules of dictum. So how, how does that work? Are they both Lashon that's, that's, that's what I'm asking. Can you adapt the word? That's the Shorashim. I, I think it's a Kiddush to say yes. The fact that they borrowed the word is because they didn't have another word. So I have no problem. They borrowed telephone and fax machine and all the other things. That doesn't make it us or is, is there any mile to try to convert it to a word with a shayrish, that's the shayrish. Or use the, have Hebrew equivalents, which the modern Israeli doesn't use because the English word is more fashionable or, or so there are many words in between like that. They have, they have something to use, it's just not used. So that's the question. Anyway, let's, let's go back to Rosh Shuva and then we will see where he's going with this. The top of page two, the single page you have in front of you. We'll start at the top line again. V'chem Medina Sekatanus Europe, Af Medina Sekatanus at Sarfus for England. Shavuva Deruba Shal Yehudim Nisam Atta Baal Mechadosh Hashami Rusin De Poland. All of them are coming from Eastern Europe. Uh, to, to Western Europe. So, all these Ashkenazim, we're speaking in this developing Yiddish. Again, he's trying to 
prove historically this was a collection of various languages, mostly German, and many things uh, added on. Until very recently, who be Yiddish. There were different dialects, different havaras, different accents. The reason why Hungarian Yiddish doesn't sound like German Yiddish, doesn't sound like Russian Yiddish, Litvish uh, Yiddish, is because the, the effect of the local language had an effect on the type of Yiddish they were speaking. And Rabbi Isha says that made it uh, distinctly Jewish in every area, but it doesn't make it a chiv, which he says in the next paragraph. Meisha says, always, this point, uh, the, the person who sent the question is trying to dispute when he applies it to the names, but Meisha insists that his understanding of the history was that in Reb Mekayim, it's Reb Medina, it's Reb Times, there were always Jews who were speaking the local language, not Yiddish, even though in Europe it became so popular that Reb the people did speak Yiddish, but there were many Jews who also spoke, probably understood Yiddish, also spoke the local language, and he's insinuating not necessarily masculum. I'm preaching the converted over here because we're sitting here in America, and I will address this, but like, why do you have to convince somebody that the locals, besides speaking Yiddish, also spoke the local language? We only speak the local language, and most of the new generation doesn't know Yiddish. So, is it an obvious somebody is right? So many, those who say it's terrible, will say, no, that's an American apparition, and you're all modern, and you shouldn't be doing it. So Ramesh is saying that no, there were, there's historical precedent for that. And what we're speaking now, so the B'nai Yeshivas is not a pure English either, which I know the parents complain. We will see from the Sugi is a distinct Milo, and we'll get to that. Now he gets back to the names. Therefore, many, many names were used more than the names they were using from Tanakh. Even by men, as we explained, women in Tanakh, the Sidkaniyas, by name, are far, far fewer than the men's names in terms of selection. So they were always picking what we now call Yiddish names because when you run out of Sarif, Gerachalea, Chana, Avigail, Yel, missing a few more than Devara, then you're you're going to come on to other names. And people will start the Makbar Rabbi the Chassid with the Shrigger with the same name. So they didn't even always want to pick and there were grandparents alive. So they ran out of names relatively quickly, but he said it happened by the men also, just less. Shema Samadina, and they picked names. So the, the Sprint's example, again, these are Spanish names, these are German names, which became maybe in pronunciation, maybe in the fact that many Jews are using it. And they didn't pick the necessarily the Luke and the Matthew as much for obvious reasons, not that there aren't many fine Jews, but there are some Matthews around, you might even meet a Luke or two, they became Jewish in nature after many generations, and therefore, I keep repeating, Ikra Ashkenaz means it's really a German language, German, German dialect, once it had a foothold in the Jewish community, these names, these became Yiddish names, but they weren't necessarily Jewish names in origin. They originally, quote-unquote, not Jewish names. Therefore, if it's Gittel, or Sprinza, whatever it is, or Drezel, you should not reject the name because, ah, we found out it has a Galish source. That was a long time ago, and it's a Jewish name now, and out of respect, you should give it, unless, of course, again, the child is going to be ridiculed and suffering. 
Now he turns to the Tamachach uh, Mass and the question. He says, That what you say, that what you write. The Velt doesn't want to accept this, and the questioner doesn't want to accept this. He says, No, there weren't Gush names, there were Jewish names the whole time. Even in the original generation, he wanted to claim only Jews picked these names. Amisha says it's simply not true, in his opinion. That's a pretty strong line. He says, don't say Tzvaras, which are more comfortable to change the Metzias. The Metzias was, there were many generations who picked Gaisha names, then they just became Jewish names. And he says, it doesn't even make sense. Why would Jews make up a name that the Gaim didn't have to not make up a name? And the original ones are doing it Sometimes for not such great reasons, because they wanted to be more like the Gaim, they, they wouldn't have allowed them. You'll say they shouldn't have allowed them copying Gaish names anyway. He said that they had a predilection anyway, which we'll see in a minute. But to make a brand new name, why do they do that? There are plenty of names in the market. If they're names that were made sense in Spanish or in French, it sounded nice. Some of them weren't even trying to copy Goyim. They just liked the sound of the name. They liked the reason behind it. They liked the explanation. They liked the touch. Unfortunately, there were many who wanted to pick names because they wanted to be a little more like the Goyim. They didn't want to stick out as much. That's not right. The original ones. And that wasn't a good reason. And even though some Rabbanim probably objected, it didn't work because... Ramesha holds, you can't answer it, it just wasn't nice, and then it stuck. You see that people have an atiyah to take the blending with the glaim. You see the shvach that even though they were in Mitzrayim for 200 years, they didn't change their names, even though there was a atiyah to do that. And that was a schus for the gula, begolus, the shiv mishana. And later on, after Chorban Bayes reached him for the 70 years, they were in Golos and Bavo. We're going to come back to that. When Ezra came back and ate to Stroll, many had Gaisha names, and even in Bavo, they took Gaisha names. As Amesha mentioned before, there were Amarim who had Babylonian names. Aramis is still better, but it wasn't from Tanakh. And we don't have a Ramesha in a Tan or an Amara. We have, but not that many Avram Yisrael and Yakis either. And David. Come on, not, again, you have to figure out why, why some, why not others, but they weren't picking it up. And it, for the Amaram, it wasn't because they were assimilating, but the child is who they the named after and how far along was it that Moshe says once it was entrenched. They used it because it was names of parents and grandparents. So this is a very important overview as a segue to the next part of the sugi. We're going to give out the Divrayatsev. Um, yeah, even though when we give it out, we give it out quickly. Uh, we're now going to go to the Lashainas part, which Ramesha just started discussing. And uh, you will see a very big Hiddish. Let me remind you, a major theme of the Sugi for the last four months is that we had two basic shittas on what a violation of Chukasem Lo is. According to the Ramah, something that looks strange and we can't explain it, they can't explain it, and we're not doing it because it tastes good, or because it has some other tangible benefit. So then you have to be cheshesh that the Goyim are doing it, even if they don't know, and even if the reason is lost by them also, because it might be rooted in Kisha for Avodah Zarah or Pritzis. So we had the green on St. Patrick's Day, or Mesh is worried about the turkeys, and some aren't, and we have many, many examples over the last few months. The Goyim was more machmer, and he held like Shittas Tesis, that holds that even if it's not a Sneas issue, and even if it's not something that your cheshesh might be rooted in Avodah Zarah or Kishuf, 
if the Dovish or Shtus, which, and there are many things like that today, and you're doing it because the guy is doing it, then why are you doing it? It's a Dovish or Shtus, not because the pizza tastes good, and it's not because it feels good, it's not because it, it, it's not something of a tangible benefit. You can't do it because obviously you're copying the Goyim because why would you do a Dovish or Shtus? And there are many things that fall in that category, many more things that fall in the girls' category than the uh, Ramaz category. Uh, we have, uh, I'm assembling a very large group of questions which we're going to use in a couple of weeks when we finish the last sugya for a general review to try to fit in. Maybe we'll even throw it out to the Elam to see what your answers are, but these are questions that were sent in over the last few months. And I don't know if we covered this. Somebody asked me about wearing a baseball cap backwards. So, is it Preetz's dick? It's not Preetz's dick. Is it like taking blue jeans, running over it ten times with your car, and then ripping it in between? To, that's called the Yasser, because that's Preetz's dick. Preetz's doesn't only mean uh, by a lady something that's above the elbows. It means it's Preetz's. It's in your face. It's not... Uh, it's not Bukovic, it's not Daniva's dick, it's not the way you normally dress. Wearing a baseball cap already is, uh, you're wearing a baseball cap, so wear a front, back, so why are you doing it? So, according to Ramah, I think you could probably be Mekel, it's not inherently pizza stick, we know they're not doing it with Shema Vodazara, and it's not Talding Kishuf, it is a Dava Shoshtus. Why would you want to wear it backwards? The purpose of the visor in front is to protect you against the sun. So one guy told me, no, nope, he always gets sunburn on his neck, and that's why he's wearing it backwards. I, okay, if that's true, then you're fine. Uh, I think he said it tongue-in-cheek. That's not why you wear it backwards. Why are you wearing it backwards? Because some kook uh, decided that it looks uh, funnier and will get more photo ops if he wears it backwards. I don't know where it started. You can probably check it out. Um, that's a double shushtus. So you can say the whole baseball cap is a double shushtus. Not really. If you want to exercise in the hot sun and you want to protect your face in the sun, you wear a baseball cap. Or if you want to tour Europe and you don't want them to know you're Jewish, you wear a baseball cap. They'll never figure it out. Now, all the people toward Europe said they can't say he showed up with all his four daughters with sleeves down to here and his wife in a shape. They couldn't figure out a thing. So, whatever. It's not preacher stick. But wearing it back is silly. So they grow up and hold the saucer. Those are the two main tracks we've been working with thus far. We're now going to introduce a third, and you might wonder after four months. Uh, this is, we're saving it for last because it's really most nagea to this sugya. And the theme is based on the fact that there could be something that is listed in Yudchas Gzeris. The Sugi and Shabbos called Yudchas Gzeris. Most of them were against assimilation. Uh, Shemin Akam and the Bishol Akam. It's also Sugi and Shabbos. It's Sugi and Bavli. And it's also a list in Yushami. Normally you have a Machlech as Bavli and Yushami. You Paskin like the Bavli. Uh, I don't know why exactly. I didn't say anybody addressed this. But for some reason there are very famous Acharinim who quote the Yudchas Dover and the Yushami and have something on that list that's not in the Bavli's list, and it's huge for this sugya, and that is Lashonis. They made Xera against speaking the Lashon of the Goyim. That's our sugya. So, it's not in the Bavli. So, isn't it, if it's not in the Bavli, there's only 18. The Bavli has 18, so that means they disagree with the Yushami's list. So, I'm just putting that out there. I didn't see any, but that's an obvious question. I didn't see anybody address it. We're going to have a lot of Makaris on this. But there is a Rishon, the Smog, who holds that it's an Issa Dereisu Kukosayim to speak in a foreign language, speak a Jewish language, speak speak Yiddish, speak Yeshivish, which we'll get to, speak something different, but don't speak a straight Latin or English. Yes? So why, was, why did Rashi make it a point to always refer to certain words a lot? That's not speaking it. That no, he but, but he but knew people needed an explanation. To people who needed it. Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. But that, that, you could translate half the words. You could translate three quarters of the words. As long as you don't make an effort to speak the Queen's English, because you want to be like the Goyim. 
And the Smach doesn't only say this. He, he says, the Yishami says, this is one of the Yud Chazdavar. If you look at the Yishami, it is one of the Yud Chazdavar. I just don't really understand, but the Bavli clearly doesn't have us in the list. We'll put that aside for now. Let's read the first few lines. Since we gave it out, Be'emes, Bismarck, this is the Divrei Yatza from the Klesenberger Rebbe. So obviously you're going to have from any Rebbe, the Klesenberger Rebbe was a, a Gadol Batera, you're going to have an interesting view on the need to keep Yiddish up and not speak to Svasa Medina. Doesn't mean you can't speak at all, doesn't mean you can't borrow words, can't mean you add, add words, explain words, but to make a concerted effort to speak the language as the Goyim speak it. That's the issue over here. Smog says, Be'emes, Bismarck, Milesa, say, Nun. Quote, Shalolele Bachukas Akum, Lobamabusham, which Ramesha says could be an issue, but our suits are made for all consumers and we're consumers, so it's not a Geisha thing per se. Others disagree. Veloi bimina geem, and not the gentleman, Hagim Shanam la Selcha Bachukas Agai, Namachukasem la Selechu, Venamai Shemelacha Penti Nakasha Harem, and the following them, so keep away and build walls. Hakolin Yenechad, who Mazir She Yisrael Mudoman Akum, Mamabush, Beminig, and Bedeber. It's a smog. It's a reason. And he says, Befeir's deeper. That doesn't mean you can't use words. It means you shouldn't try. So some say that it means to Dafka speak like the aristocracy, like the, the professors to speak a very fancy Latin or English. Smog seems to say just speaking it like the average guy is a problem. So somebody asked me that also. That's in the pause. That if you curse, how many sermon are you over? So the whole sugim psachim lashon akiyish never say something even if it's not a curse word, but even if it's not the terrorism akim words to say. And then at the hearing said it to Meir. Besides all the problems of foul language and the timtum hanefesh and all the, it's also going to be chukosam. You don't need the smog for that. If you're trying to act, speak like a goy, there's going to be a problem. That's not the chiddush of the smog. I think more will agree to that. Besides the cursing issue, here he's saying he's talking about speaking. A, a fine English or a perfect dafkara blend in with the Goyim. I know that sounds explosive, but this is a smog. This is not, we didn't get to the, any chassidishas farm yet or any, and the truth is, this is a smog, and the smog is not alone. The Bach brings us down, the Bach on the tour. This is serious. So, so here we are programmed, and I'll review this at the beginning of next week. So far, for four months, we're working with Ramon, and then the more Machmashita the Gro. I saved this for last because we don't, I say we don't really pass on like this, or my doesn't pass like this. The Bach does, and the Smach says it. And I have a good solution, which we'll talk about, but the Mitzvah Shem will pick it up next week.